Hey, bro, look over there. Have you seen what I've done? What's that? Do you remember the podcast? Oh, I do remember the podcast. <laughs> do you fancy? Should we do a podcast? We ought to. We ought to. Even and all, this is a North East City podcast, and back with me is my good friend Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello, Miles. It's been a while since we did a podcast, but uh, it's going to get back in. We really are. Yeah, it's been too long. So, have you had any decent beers where we've been aware of? Well, not, not, well, I've, I've had good beers, but I feel, as we've spoken, slightly out of touch at the minute on, on sort of beers that are coming out because. I don't know, I've been so busy with work and other things that I've not been able to get off and try the beers that I would really like to go and try. So, yeah, I've had some decent beers. They've generally been supermarket beers. I managed to try for the first time um, the other day the Northern Monk uh, New England, uh, not New, New England, New World IPA. Yeah. Like the, yeah. You know, very nice. Yeah. Enjoyed it a lot. However, I preferred, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, another yeah. thing I've in the supermarket. I've a four pack of you know Brewdog's Jackhammer. Oh yes, loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really nice. And actually, thinking about it, I need to ask you some questions about IBU. Is that the yes? Well, IBUs are very interesting conversation, but let's park that until we get to tonight's beer. Okay. What about um, you? You've been to be honest with you, very much the same. I've been busy, so I haven't really been in amongst all the new beers that are out there. But I have settled into that. Northern Book New World IPA yeah. is becoming a food favourite in my house. Is this it? Because and the Zamorrison's not too far from here. Yeah. And so you've been able to go and access that very easily. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I've kept on Twitter, I keep seeing that a lot of people are drinking that now. Yeah. I think it's probably as a result of the Morrison's deal. Uh-huh. It yeah, is. it will be. Um, and so I thought, right, I'm going to get myself some of this stuff I keep seeing it on Twitter and yeah. people keep saying this is the best I think you might have said this is the best supermarket beer yeah I'm try the best supermarket beer for me uh, for me it is yeah I think so I need to try this <laughs> so anyway I've been to Morrison's in Leyden right didn't have it <laughs> they had the session one but I thought now I want to try this one that yeah. I thought was the best one uh, so I didn't get any the, of that the Eternals are session one that's right yeah. yes which is nice but yeah yeah so I didn't get that. I went with that. And then um, there was one um, that's opened in Burley, apparently Morrison. So I went there. I've, I've been looking, literally looking for Morrison's to try and get all of this thing. Oh. I know there's one around the corner from here. <laughs> it's closer to my house than any of the ones I've just mentioned. <laughs> but it's on the way home, you see, from work. Right. right? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'll stop in somewhere. Yeah. And go. Anyway, I've had a nightmare trying to get that. So I did get some, though, from Mox and Spencer's. So I didn't realise that oh, yes, they, they also stock. Individual guys and Mox and Spencer's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, so I've got them. I've still got three left. Um, very nice. Yeah, Jack Cam is a great beer. Yeah, because I mean, this is why I wanted to talk to you about IBUs yeah. and things like that. But the thing on there, because I did do a bit of Google, and I'm not meant to, <laughs> but um, um, with the um, it, it claimed to have, you know, I, I can't remember what the number of IBUs were, mm-hmm. but apparently when I looked on the internet, it sort of suggested that. That was a, it's almost like it's a false claim. You can't have over X amount of IBUs. Well, and then, 
Let's get to that later. We'll get to that later. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know when you get that. <laughs> and uh, yes, we'll talk about it. But I think it's probably worthwhile introducing tonight's beer. So, shall we crack it up? Yes, indeed. Right. Tonight's beer, we are sampling. This is from a brewery based up in Morbeth. This is Anarchy Brew, Brew Co. And this is their Warhead. Mm-hmm. Warhead is a 100 minute IPA. This is from Growler Phil from Coppers. I picked up a second here. So, 100 minute. I've seen these minute references on. Yeah. Is that the length of time that so the hops are in? I don't know what what is what's the what's the hundred minutes all about? There is well, first of all, this this beer is all about the number one hundred. An Hebrew brewery um, established in January two thousand twelve, August two thousand thirteen. They did their hundredth brew. Right. So they wanted to get the number hundred and everything. So it's a it's the hundredth brew. It's a hundred minute IPA. It is has a hundred IBUs, and okay. it's brewed out to ten point naught percent. So there's hundreds everywhere. So this is a ten percent beer. Yes. Right. Yeah. So enjoy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the hundred minute IPA they introduce hops every minute for a hundred minutes during the boil. It, right. They boil it for a hundred minutes and then introduce hops in every bit of juice. So I see, I see. Now the standard approach for beers is you introduce bittering hop early on in the boil, and towards the end you introduce aroma hops because you don't want it to boil out. Yeah. What happens is that during that time it brings sort of different elements out of, of what the hops are doing to a beer. Right. So you get more of a range of flavours and there's more depth. To the to the hop is that, flavor as, as well as the aroma. Is, is that is that because the, because of the length of time that you know? So I suppose I don't know how to describe what I'm what I'm thinking. But is it sort of? Well, I guess you've got some hops that have been in there for ninety nine minutes. That's you know sort of got quite. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would happen to a, a hop that's been in some year for a long period of time. But it would have a very different taste, I would imagine, to one that's only been in two minutes. Yeah. And so, exactly. and because because there's that so many grades of length of time of hop in there, it should add quite a lot of um, exactly that. Yeah. We, we could probably do with Doctor Hop being yeah. here, and I I imagine that there'll be there'll, there'll be chemical differences in molecular differences in the, in the hop oils that are in the boil longer. Or, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. But it, it produces a, a more you know, a, a more diverse, a more nuanced beer than simply having the, the hops in it. Yeah. It's, it, I, think, I think it's a very, very interesting beer. They first brewed it August 2013. I think they brewed it again for the Newcastle Beer Festival, which would have been in the April the following year. And I think that was the first time I tried it. I went up the brewery the week before the, uh, the beer festival, and he'd literally just had it prepared and ready that day to go off to the festival. Yeah, you drew a little bit of it. Was, it was amazing. Yeah. Beautiful beer. 
Is it an annual thing? You do it annually then? Yeah, it's not strictly annually. They, they brew it as and when. It went out of production for quite a while, actually, and they brought it back a couple of years ago. But it's not fixed to a particular schedule in the year or anything. You just brew it as, as and when. Right, okay. So, cheers. Cheers, Miles. Before you uh, take a sip, did you read me blog? Did you blog? So because it's a, a growler, you don't get the. We don't get the. Yeah, we can, <laughs> I can't hear it, but I can look at it. So, color wise, it sort of reminds me of lit. Is it Lipton? You know the. <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of look about yeah. it, hasn't it? Like a, uh, a copper. Like, yeah, it's a copper tea, color. Tea-like, yeah. you know, sort of a weak uh, black tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is it an IPA? Oh yes. It's just so, funny that um, very much like, yeah. it's not very pale. Well, IPAs don't necessarily have to be, have to be pale, do they? Wow. Well, the the American style IPAs yeah. generally are paler. Yeah. But, you mentioned about brown IPAs. Well, you can have black IPAs. Black IPAs. Yeah. yeah. But the traditional English IPAs were were more of this sort before the the Americans came up with their own slant on things. And it all comes down to the base malts that are used. Right, so so the pale in pale ale doesn't actually mean colour of the ale. It's to do with the colour of the malt. Yes, learning something. (laughs) (laughs) So cheers, cheers. Smell it from a far mile. Yeah, no, it's a lot going on. That's good. I think having not had something as Strong, I suppose, as this and rich as this for a while. It smells amazing. Yeah, and I asked Simon, is the owner of the brewery, I asked him about the, the hops that go into it. And uh, I mean, just listen to this list, obviously. Magnum, Cascade, Nuggets, Matueka, Southern Cross, Simcoe, and Citra. And it's like, you know, yeah, there's a real range of hops there that are all acting in different areas and interacting with each other. Tastes amazing. Oh, yes. So rich, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just like beautiful beer. Isn't really, it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's on uh, the app. What's it called again? Untapped. Untapped. Yeah. And untapped, that'll be getting five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's after a couple of sips. Two sips, yeah. yeah. You know, I like to dive the, in early and then. The, the other thing that I've, I've been really interested about this is like for, for a brewery to, to take the time to brew that. You know, there's an awful lot of work goes into producing that beer. And Simon was saying they have too much, because there's so much grain in there, they have too much going into one boiler to produce the work to go into the boiler. Right. Um, so I think he said there's 800 kilos of, of malt in the, in the, in the, the beer. And it, it's, it's a beer. You can taste the malt. I mean, it's there's a real sweetness to it. And you know, I, I like it. Yeah. I like a sweet beer. I like the sweet beer matched off with the yeah. the hops, and I think that this, I get both. I really get both the sweetness though. It's like drinking like a syrup. Yeah, and I, I think you, you get a full range of flavors from the hops as well. Mm. And again, the dry hop is all citra. It's just loads of juicy hops in there. I've not had I've not had a beer like this for ages. You yeah. know, because it's got um. I suppose a lot of the beers that I've had lately uh, have are almost hop heavy. I would say yeah. where the hop is the defining feature of the beer. 
this doesn't feel to me like the hops are the defining feature because I'm I'm certainly getting the the malt there. I'm getting um I'm getting the hops, but it's not the you know. Well, just to take that back, going back to what we were talking about earlier about IBUs. First of all, IBU International Bitterness Units, what IBU stands right. and there is a measurement of bitterness in in a, in a beer. Common theory is that your taste buds can't detect much beyond, I think, 80 to 90 is kind of the getting towards the, the optimum and your, your, your taste buds start not being able to taste them as much beyond. High-pitch noises and yes. dogs, dogs yeah. ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McKellar famously did a thousand IBU beer a few years ago and it was very drinkable by all accounts, you know. Right. So, like, there's a limit to what, what you'll actually detect. I don't think this beer is overly bitter. No. You, you don't you certainly don't get that smack in the in, in the mouth that you'd expect from a hundred IBU. And it's because of everything else around it. All the way those IBUs are presented. Like that sweetness. It all just marries up nicely. We said that you know, start of start of the show, Jack Hammer that I was mm-hmm. drinking. The one thing I found with that was it was incredibly bitter, I thought. Not you don't have the same sweetness that I get here. It felt like it felt like I was drinking hops. So, you know, this doesn't feel like you know, it doesn't taste like that at all. It's it's I'm surprised that it's got such an, a high high view then. There's a little there's a little bit of there's a there's a lemony edge to it. But in a almost like a lemon meringue pie lemony. You know, it's it's not a sharp bit of rasp, it's no. just There's something at the at the end. You know, I think that you you do get the the sweetness when it's first in. What what is that sweetness? What what sort of sweetness? What flavours? I always getting? think it's caramel. <laughs> caramel. I think part of it is it looks caramel coloured. Uh, it. I don't know. I mean, give me a second. I'm going to try and um, yeah. harness my taste buds. <laughs> it's hard to pick it out for me because. The bitterness does hit soon after, so just when I think, right, I'm just about getting to the bottom of what this sweetness is, and then hit with yep. the bitterness. Yep. So it's hard to, but it, it it has a I don't know caramel, eggs even. It's got that kind of you know really rich sweetness yep. to it, but it does it clearly tails off very quickly with the the hops, and then it leaves me now. I mean, with a, a bitter taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. but a good bitter taste. Yeah, yes, and, and, and <laughs> sort of. The right amount of dryness. Well, I'm not. Your mouth isn't overly dry. No, but it's. Um... No, that's, I think that's why. Because sometimes, if you have, and we we spoke about this before, you know, the the length of the beer. I remember I found that concept a, a funny one. But this doesn't feel like it's got a huge amount of length compared to again to, to compared to the drink I've been having a lot of this, this jackhammer. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have that same same. But I, but I think it's just because it, the hops are less intense, or it's less. I mean, I, am I am I right in thinking that that's what Jack Hammer's aimed at? It's aimed at being especially hoppy. Oh, and they're yes. not really trying to pick out other things necessarily. I mean, I'm sure they want it to be balanced and all the rest. Of oh, it, well, it certainly is balanced. Um, I think Jack Hammer's one of the best West Coast IPAs on on the market for that. But very much. Building a frame to to get the most out of those hops, those bitter hops. It's not a, it's not designed to have have too much 
craft going to it. it yeah. It's all about punchy and, and really getting the best. That's a, I, I think it's a lovely beer. Mm. Um, this is good. Do you, do you know what's frightening about this? That does not taste no. like 10%. It doesn't taste anywhere near 10%, no. does it? No. I mean, you can tell it's rich, but I don't get any of that um, warm feeling down the chest that I get from a strong drink. <laughs> and we are we're serving this. This is pretty much fresh out of the fridge. So it hasn't it hasn't warmed at all. Um, you might get more of that if it did warm up. Uh, maybe the alcohol would, would come a bit more to the fore, but um, I would always drink it in this temperature. <laughs> yeah. So do you? What do you taste in it, Miles? You know, I think I'm getting caramel, but it looks a bit caramel coloured, so I know that I'm easily swayed. But what would I'll, you get from there? I'll give it a, a bit of caramel, toffee flavour there. But like I say, there's a there's a bit of sugary lemon to the to the edge of it, almost lemongrass as a I'm going to sip again. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of a mango edge to it, which I, I'm guessing is a citra. I'm just nodding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which goes down really well in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm nodding because it's like, can I can I honestly say I can taste those things? No, it, it tastes delicious. But this is the thing I need to harness my taste buds. I need to understand. And I, in your uh, blog the other day, you referred to. And I, I like that concept. Everything really is all about recalling memories. Yes. It's, it's things that you've tried. And, you know, I like my food. I've tried many things. Well, and so I, I need to somehow make the connection, though. I think that if I drink as I would drink, you know, normally drink, I probably don't stop and take the time to try to pick out the, the flavours. And I've got to start doing that, I think. And I think that's why uh, the whole ears, ears, eyes, nose, mouth thing is that it's easy just to go mouth. Mm. Right? Easy just to take the taste and then expect to be able to analyze it. But if you just slow the process down a bit, think about it a bit more, and like, give yourself time to recall those memories. Can I can I ask a question about this? Does it make you enjoy the beer more for doing that? Well, I'm a geek. I enjoy that process. Mm. So I, I only ask. So, so am I? I suppose my question is. Am I missing out because I'm not able oh, no. to do that at this point? I love the beer, yeah, and I and I can tell the difference between beers, and you know I know when one's good and when one's bad. And some sometimes, sometimes you, you there's a danger that you might enjoy it less because you always take that time to to be analysing it to the nth degree instead of just picking a beer up and enjoying it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? yeah, you do start feeling that actually. Well, you will. But the alcohol will still have an effect, even if you can't do it. No, exactly. That's, that's the danger, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But now I've just started to notice that I'm um, loosening up a little bit. Well, that's the other thing. Obviously, that's like getting on towards a pint of, of a 10% beer. I don't think I would normally. I don't think I would normally be able to enjoy a pint of 10% beer. There are obviously there are some that I would enjoy a pint of, but uh, that feels like a beer that you can drink a pint of, and by the bottom of it, you're still enjoying it. I think so, but I, I think that's your limit. Oh yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't reorder. I think <laughs> that's <laughs> I think that's a really nice beer. But I'm now just in terms of that, that feeling as you drink it, it doesn't become hard work no. at any point. No. There is a def- and I think that once you get over a certain percentage, 
I think it be, it becomes heavier. It just becomes a heavier thing, doesn't it? And it and it's suddenly. I mean, if I think if you go from this and then you drink, you know, a nice session um, IPA, that will be like water. It'll yeah. Be, you know, it really. Mm-hmm. That'd be lovely, actually. The, actually, the, the thing the thing with this, it, it's got really quite a thick mouthfeel, as you'd expect. Yeah. It's got a presence to it, hasn't it? It's so. I'm just going to start comparing it to other beers of its percentage. And I don't know if that's why. I, I'm always sort of, I think I'm a bit transfixed by the ABV. ABV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't make those comparisons, but I, I do. And, you know, Ultimately, I think I think I saw something on Twitter. You were talking about this the other day. Does an ABV? I think it was the beer o'clock show. Mm-hmm. I think were does, something does there. Does it affect your your opinion? Yeah, and you and you said that it's uh, it would prompt you to maybe buy a certain beer. Is that right? Well, not necessarily. Um, there are certain beers that I expect to have a certain percentage. I think. I mean, to be honest, the the, the question was about higher ABV trends. And I think that what's happened, effectively the shackles came on, people, the customers will accept the higher, higher ABVs. But, like, for example, Imperial Stouts, I probably would normally go for an Imperial Stout over 10%. Right. Just because generally I like my Imperial Stouts to have a bigger body, to be more viscous, to be. So, so in, in, uh... I thought an imperial stout was over ten percent. I thought it was a standard. Is that well, not, does it? What does oh, imperial no, there, mean? There are well, there are. It's it's not a, a strictly defined term. Mm. There are imperial stouts below ten percent. You know, it, it, it's not like it's a barrier yeah. which becomes imperial. Yeah. But the, the the imperial stouts that I like tend to be the higher ABV. Right. You made a point there, Miles, about the acceptance that almost the, the chains are off. Stronger beers can be um, bought freely. Um, it's now become the norm to have a. Uh, I spoke before about when I tried uh, Cannonball for the first time. Yeah. The pub with you, and yeah. I was a bit, oh, I don't know if I want to be trying that. It's a bit strong. There's a local pub where I live, and it's actually it's not bad. They, they do actually put some decent beers on, but I've noticed none of them ever exceed five percent ever it's always under five yeah and then i thought i wonder why they you know i'm kind of i'm you know i mentioned before that i'm looking at, i like jakehead you, you know that uh-huh. and it feels like a, a beer that is pretty much freely available in, in newcastle a lot of places that i don't even consider to be beer places uh-huh. now sell jakehead so i'm looking thinking i hope one in the village i live in will start doing that go in there and i think i'm on I hide into nothing on this one because it's over five percent, and this place doesn't do over five percent. What's that? <laughs> Imagine you're going on a night out. You're not. You're not exploring beer. You're not. You're not looking to try as many different beers as possible and have the experiences of these. Different. You're looking for one beer to drink all night. How many pints of Jacob do you think you get to? <laughs> well, you've seen miles. Yeah, four, and that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> and like genuinely, people are much more likely to drink. Paint after paint after paint of a four percent, probably four point five percent at most. I, like I, I know people who regularly comment a lot of their punters expect to see a, a sessionable beer with low four percent, and that is where. It's at. But uh, but but seeing that you know, to my mind, yes, I accept. But if you've got four pumps or four mm-hmm. kegs, 
Mm, throw a, a cheeky six in there. Well, you know, everything's... Yeah, everything. commerciality, it's... Uh, every pub's different. I reckon if they put us... I reckon if Jakehead went in the pub that I'm talking about, you know the, you know the pub I yeah. think I'm referring to. I think if they put Jakehead in there, I would guess that that would outsell the others. I don't think people in a pub are actually... Maybe I'm wrong. I'm saying modern drinkers. I think people will be buying Jacob. I go, uh, or I've been out with people who are definitely not beer people, definitely not, and it's for a meal, and they've gone, oh, I'll try that, about Jacob, because it's 6%. And they well, think been a, you know. Yeah, but there's, 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 two, there's two words associated with Jacob. There's Jacob, and there's Wylam Brewery. Wylam are a, a well-known name, and that familiarity. People who are unsure about what to pick will find the course of least resistance. And if you have a familiar name in front of you, they'll go for that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, that there are some, some bars that, that don't look to be ambitious with their, their beer choices. And I'm always underwhelmed when I go to such yeah, a bar. Yeah. But it, it takes a bit of goal to say to your boss, look, I want to buy this keg of J-keg over that keg or whatever. It's probably twice as much. Yeah. That keg. Yeah. And then you've got a lot of pressure on you to, to get rid of that. You know, it, it, you've got to take that I, step. I, I understand, yeah. I mean, I, personally, I think they've got, to, they've got to take the gamble. Because well, I, I think they would attract, it would attract a different crowd. Namely, not that I'm trying to... <laughs> you get me. me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think that's like... company of Rob. <laughs> but if I sort of think, like, come on, make the step. To just get one. You've got loads of pumps. You've got loads of kegs. Just get one. Put, put me in charge. Man. Yeah. But the, the the other the other side of that is though that there are a lot of there are a lot of breweries now. You know. So in terms of the the pricing structure of what people are looking to sell, there's a lot of competition there, and there are an awful lot of breweries who aren't ambitious with their pricing structure there. So they're selling selling beers for very little. Profit at the lower ABV levels yeah. and targeting that sort of pub. Do you know? I, I should just say of the, the lower. You know, this isn't me saying that I don't like those lower ABV beers because they're the beers that the pub near me serve, and so I buy those beers. And I look for things that are, um, I might recognise. So you, you know, you're spot on what you're saying about you know you recognise the name. Um, I had uh, two. They, they, they have got good beer. Mm-hmm. You know. Two by two. Yeah. Um, there was uh, cask pale ale, delicious, mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Uh, they've got another one that I had, and it's got the most. Um, but I don't want to. They're um, something catcher, and R- I think it's Rivet, a Rivet Rivet catcher. catcher. Yeah. Local, I think local. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting one. And I I liked it a lot. I'll, yeah. I'll just say, but I did think like the branding um, is very dated. But then you know. Uh, I'm not necessarily. I don't know what market they're in and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But really nice gear. Yeah. Really nice gear. Again, it would have been a sub five percent pale ale. Yeah. I know what it was. Yes, I think there's a there's a real there's a there's a market, very clear market in my mind for good quality lower BS now. Like I say, there was a point where the shackles came off and the consumer was more accepting of high BS and Breweries went with that, you know. Like I said, the IPAs were four four percent. The the standard beers were around four percent. IPAs went up to seven percent, and 
you know, from that point, I've been meeting get beers all manner of different percentages yeah. now. But what you find in recent years that there's a, a certain level of sensibleness kicking in, and uh, breweries are producing more really big beer. Yes, like your Colonel Table beer, mm-hmm. fantastic beer. Tracks and Roma, another fantastic way of beer. And I think you're going to see more and more of them because, like I say, Bull can sell a lot more, a lot more pints of that. Yeah, I get the logic behind it, and, that, and actually, sometimes I want, I don't want to drink uh-huh. strength of this. I mean, this is, and you know, just to go back to that, I'm loving it by the way, but I don't want to, you know, sometimes I don't want to drink 10% beers, I would like to drink. 4% beers, you know, 3% beers, you know, I don't mind. It's the, it's the flavours you're after. I'm not, I'm not really after the being drunk yeah. um, thing. <laughs> so, no, no, totally. Um, yeah, so I, I, I understand. I think that clearly you can drink more of the lower percentage, so yeah. that makes economic sense mm-hmm. for the, um, the pubs. And the, um, well, the, uh, there's a real skill to getting strong flavours in a, a low ABV beer. You know, good brewers really have to hit the spot to 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 get flavour, and it's it's not a price. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> we'll we'll take that to the nth degree. Yeah, alcohol-free beers. Now, do you remember a couple of years ago? Do you remember when I, I had uh-huh. a, a dry January, and yeah. um, when I did that, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna try some take take um the chance to try the um. The market of zero, I think the 0.5 percent. So, so you you did dry January, yeah. And to get through dry January, you went for alcohol free beers. Yeah, well, I, I try. I, you know, just just to, it, it was a good opportunity to try them because I'm never going to try them uh, at any other point. And so I got that um, Nanny State. Oh yeah, Nanny State. Oh, I, think, I think I remember you mentioning this to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking you for tips. Where should you suggested that? I bought two bottles of it. Mm-hmm. There's still a bottle of Nanny State in the fridge. <laughs> I just thought, not worth it. Yeah. For me, like I just thought that's bored. But I, I respected what they'd done. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just thought it lacked body massively. Of course it did. Yeah. But they did a good job because it was quite hoppy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it won't be now. I'm well, sure. I mean, most people have that down as the market leader of alcohol-free beer. Yeah. Well, it's not alcohol-free. I don't know whether it classes as alcohol free and reserved. It's like 0.5%. That's it, yeah, yeah. But um, Dion got an alcohol free can of gin and tonic recently. Oh. It was a bottle, was it? And had it, and it just tasted like tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, yeah. you got it. <laughs> but actually, what the ring attention. We had a bit of a correspondence. We've actually had an email. The email claxon went off. Brilliant. So I'll just say you'll read this out here and we'll have a bit of a chat about it. But this is from Ronnie. And Ronnie says, Hey, Sipman Forecasters, Miles, Rob. I stumbled across your podcast while I deployed with the Army. And they're currently getting me through my time in Estonia. Estonia must be really tough at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Raining from the northeast like yourselves, unfortunately my sipping experiences, no G, like it, have been heavily influenced by my workmates around lagers. I'm pretty bored of lagers these days and happen to be tempted by the craft beers and IPAs you discuss. Having no ideas which ales are best to taste my tease my taste buds away from lagers or where to buy them, 
Could you point me in the right direction? Kind regards, Ronnie. So, what sort of IV, IPAs do you think we should be recommending to Ronnie? And where would you go for In Estonia, right. I know a brilliant... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He says he does, he reigns from the northeast, so yeah. he's deployed in Estonia, but I imagine he comes back to the northeast. When he comes back to the northeast. Yeah. For me, Miles, I'm sure for you too. Where did we get this beer from? Yeah, Copper's obviously. Yeah. So that would be the, the first place for him to go. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the main things I would say is there's certain places you can go and talk to people to find out about what they've got in that you can try to, to explore these, these flavours. Coppers has is, is always been good at that. And I, I think the reason Coppers is the market leader is because they did that first. Yeah. You know, they had people there who were pointing in the direction and take time with you to talk through what they had on shelves and say. I, I, I think I told you, um, and I may have said it on a podcast, so sorry for, if I'm repeating myself. But I'll cut it if you want. You cut it, you cut it. Um, my uh, best man uh, at my wedding came over um, uh, from America, and I took him to Coppers one night, and um, Drew was there, and he was going through with John, you know, all of the various... Um, beers that he had on the tap and he was getting, you know, he's got his little sample glasses, try this, try that, you know, what do you like? And John's new to beer completely. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. in fact, he may be our only um, uh, American listener. Yeah. So, you know, so we're, we're international, Estonia, and America, you know, just saying. Um, but no, but he, um, and he said that was like, really, I loved it. He loved the, uh, the fact that he was, putting that extra effort in and mm. it was something that I associate actually you know if you go to certain places in America you know sort of um, they're quite like that I think they're yeah. you know but yeah he, he was he said he was so um, impressed with the way that how, how friendly Drew was how keen he was to make sure John got the beer that John liked best he wasn't bothered about saying to him oh this one's the popular one mm-hmm. he said what's you which kind of beers do you like John didn't know yeah. Uh, but then he was like, right, well, I'll try this one, try this one, will you? And he, he, it's almost like, you know, you go to Clark's and you get the shoe that fits. Yeah. That's how he yeah. operated. Um, yeah. And it was nice. So I think if you're new to beer, God, that's the place to go. Yeah, it is. That's covers in Rudden Park and Gosford. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, other bottle shops are, are, have seen that model work and are catching up and, and doing the same thing, I think. Champion in in Heaton, pretty much the same, you know, that real sort of personable. Green had that. Didn't even know about it. Yeah, block and bottle in, in Gateshead again. Yeah, you, really you nice. get that. Yeah, and this is a a, a a real sort of driver in my in my beer experience as being people. Um, you know, I connect. I, I, I drink more beer from breweries that I uh, connect with the people behind it. It's the same with shops. You know, I, I, I will frequent shops where I like the people, yeah. you know, um, Block and Bottle are exactly that. They're lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to the lady who owns the Kid, place and yeah. obviously yeah. Part, part of that shop is a butchery yeah, uh, yeah. and I had a chat with um, the butcher, so yeah. I, was, I guess that's her partner yeah. and I was fascinated he was cutting open a pig, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant shop, absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I mean, I think that there is something very similar there what you have at Coppins, that yeah. kind of very uh, interested in what 
new one and just nice people, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to um, chip in. It's quite a simple thing, isn't yeah, it? Just yeah, be nice. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm interested, actually, you know, we're talking about these um, shops in the northeast. There's a new shop, and I don't know if you've been yet. There's a place at a train station. Yeah. Centrail? Centrail, yeah. Have you been? I haven't. Okay. Not yet. Do you know anything about it? Or I know that it's probably the best train station-based bottle shop in the country. I think that's a, it's a brilliant idea, it's isn't it? It's fantastic. You train know. beer is a big thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought, yeah, I was, um, as you know, I was in Birmingham yesterday. I thought, oh, you know, I could um, I could perhaps, well, I was there too early. So before it was an open, I was expecting to be at six. Um, <laughs> but, but I did think, like, that is perfect, you know, as a as a spot, you know, you could get. They've well, got a fridge, as I understand it, as well, so it's cool beers. Traditionally, I would say the last few years, train beers... Hashtag train beers. You have a look on Twitter. Hashtag train beers. Pretty much, I would say probably eighty to ninety percent been from Marks and Spencers. Oh, really? In one station or another, up and down. Mm. Um, so it's 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 a good little market to be yeah, in. Yeah. But also imagine getting off the station, getting off the train in, in Newcastle station. You're coming out and you want something that's like local. Yeah. You've got that shop there. It's per- I mean, it's perfect. And actually. Um, I was in a rush when I got off the train, but I would have gone in there yesterday to go and get some beers uh, to take home with me. So yeah. it wouldn't have been a beer that I would have on the train necessarily, but it's there yeah. to, to go and well, that, yeah. take something away. And they're stocking good stuff, so it's a, a good, a really good spot. Newcastle don't have a great deal of bottle shops in the city centre. Obviously, there's Globe in the, um, oh, of course, the yeah. range of which is... Really, really good location wise. The, the the range is is good, but there was not much else. Mm. So, and that's good. Yeah, they they have they, actually. I mean, I don't, you know, there's a place you may have heard of, Mars. It's called Fenwicks. 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 Yeah. It's um, still, us, <laughs> slow, let's call it Phoenix. Phoenix is that it? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, if if we're talking about places that stock decent beer. Phoenix actually, you know, I've, I've bought Jacob from Phoenix yeah. before. They've got some decent stuff in there. They, they did a fit out to their, well, a complete redesign to them, their food hall, yeah. about 18 months ago. Before then, the beer selection there was pretty good. Um, but now, incredible. Well, didn't we get one of the, what, which beer? One of our beer, beers that we reviewed, I got it from there. Did you? Uh-huh. Which one was that? Oh, it was the, the Mockham Look Stone at the time. Oh, really? It was from that? Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. But they're, uh, they're locally, it's a big shopping family, that. that yeah. I think they've got eight or nine shops in the group. They've got, I, I, I know Phoenix from Leicester. Yeah. So there's a Phoenix in Leicester. Um, but they're uh, they're a local family, they're a, they're a North East-based family, and that yeah. is their original shop. So yeah. that they, their roots are here, so... Well, they, they, they stock a decent beer selection for, you know, actually, if you were to say, would you go, you know, because I, I would count Phoenix, I, I, I sort of consider Phoenix to be similar to John Lewis in a, mm-hmm. in a way, really, yeah. um, and, you know, Marks and Spencers and those sorts of things. So if you were in town, you know, I would go to Phoenix over the other two to get beer, if, if I wanted to get some decent beer, because you couldn't get, you can get 
local beer. Yeah. From oh, you know. Actually, it's not bad. It's bad price either. No, no. You know, actually, yeah. Obviously, it's not covered. It's not covered. <laughs> Shouldn't uh, promote promote Phoenix too much. Other, but... other shops are really. Yeah. <laughs> this is the BBC. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, I think actually, you know, what what we're seeing here um, is the amount of shops. You know, let's, let's forget that supermarkets are, are selling. You know, good beer now, and you can get Northern Monk beer from Morrison's and all that. Get rid of all of those things. You're in. The city centre, and you want to buy local beer. Lo- you know, you can buy local beer from loads of places now. Yeah. And I remember only a few years ago, a couple of years ago, you and I sitting there and asking, "Where can I go to go and buy some good beer in town?" And there was only one place actually at that point, and that was uh, Glug. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would go off and buy some good beer at uh, uh, Glug. Mm-hmm. And now there are, you know, um, the um, Cent- Central Central, yeah. Um, block and block and bottle, which it's in Gator, but yeah, it's walkable. We, I mean, we worked on the quayside, mm-hmm. so that is very walkable, but it's walkable it's if you're in town. It's literally the first shop after, well, first or second shop. Yes, the second one's the, a coffee shop, then yeah. there's lock and bottle off the high level bridge. Yeah, exactly. if you work in and around the station, yeah, you're in a cracking spot. Oh, have yeah. a little wander down there, and yeah, I mean, but all of those, all of those places have sprouted up in the last. Years mm-hmm. and you know, and even so, you sprout it in Phoenix actually because <laughs> big old Phoenix again. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they've started to spot that that local beer is it's a real thing that people are after, you know. So, oh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a, a really positive thing. And actually, the thing with Phoenix is that banging on about it, but uh, they don't just stock standard beers, no. you know, that they, they get like, for example, the Color Coats Brewery. Did it, um, a barley wine. Barley wines are pretty difficult to ship. Like the bespoke, the, yeah, yeah. And they stock it in there. And it's yeah. like, I wonder how how often they sell bottles of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather the stock them than not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, you know, selfishly, I just think the more the merrier. And, you know, definitely. You know, I, I wish them all success. I just want, um, I want beer on 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 tap. <laughs> so, what sort? Which of the local beers, would you describe as being accessible to a newbie? Um, I've got there's certain things like um, I would say Northern Alchemy, US Session Pale, very good, solid, easy accessible beer. Never tried it. It's really, really nice. Really nice. Yeah, they do. They do excellent beer. I, I, yeah. I know that after I've tried maybe three or four of their. Beers, but I've not tried that. We need to do an alchemy uh, episode. Yeah. Do you think is are you are you thinking sessions? You you've just mentioned the session beer there. Are you thinking that to introduce somebody to well, for example, this beer tonight, which I noticed we've got two very empty glasses. Yes. They were, they were delicious. Yeah. They were. Really, really. Um. I I wouldn't I wouldn't chuck someone into a ten percent beer like that. No. For all that's very drinkable in terms of. What they were consuming, I, I I don't think they would be too shocked by it. The, the legs may wobble a bit, but I think there are some very good. And I, I don't like the word session. But I've heard that people don't like the word session IPA. I need to I need to understand what the issue is with well, session. Well, why why is 
Why is session become a word? Session. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Um, yeah, it's, it's only because I, I for years went from being in and around the four and five percent mark to seven. Yeah. So now four and five percent is a session IPA. It's not a PLL, the session IPA. But it's I mean, really, it's just a term, isn't it? It's just what a term. Exactly? It's a term that's saying that. I mean, I interpret it as, you know, if you're on a session, <laughs> well, drink this one, not that one. Imagine, imagine being on a session for very long. Imagine if you're trying to sell something. Yeah. And you describe it as alien. Yeah. It's a beer. You describe it as a session beer. People think, oh, I can have more than one of them. Mm. I'll buy more than one. Yeah. The beer's the same. True. True. But are people, are people, doing, are people genuinely not looking? I think people are obsessed. Maybe it's just me. But I think people are obsessed with the percentage of their beer. But oh, you are. I am obsessed with that. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> other people are. Really. People aren't aware of it. Well, I think people are kind of aware. I'll be honest with you. I never look at it. No. It's no. the last thing I look at. That's the first thing I look at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no, it's it. has got to have a hook before it hasn't everything. For me. So what would, the, what would a hook normally be then? What would be a, a, a flavour in, in, in its name and its description or something. Right. Well, I, I would always, I don't know. I think I think if I saw so if I went to a supermarket and I'm looking for an IPA mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a lot of four percent IPAs knocking about. Yeah. I'm thinking, not for me. Yeah. I'm looking for if if I see an IPA that I've never heard of before from a brewery I've never heard of before, but it's got a, an IPA at six plus percent, I think, well I might give it a go. That's that is seriously a, a thing that would yeah. Dictate whether I bought that thing that, that yeah. or not. And by that, do you mean that if it was a 4%, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, I just wouldn't. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never, there's nothing, like you said, that, you know, the, the hook, there is no hook there. Uh-huh. So maybe the ABV is the hook, but what the, what it is actually is that if it's 6 ish percent, it's saying to me that it's there's been that extra cost incurred. <laughs> <laughs> that. That is expectation, though, isn't it? Yeah. That, that is that you you you've had previous experiences of IPAs around the seven percent mark, and you want to replicate those experiences. It's it's either that, or I'm a negative man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen IPAs advertised at the three percent mark. I don't like them. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, I'm so. I remember you and I spoke. Um, and uh, I, I think it's funny I mentioned this now, but do you remember a work I spoke to you about? <laughs> can, I, can I just say, we, we have a, a fairly regular supermarket subsection. <laughs> and Rob brought around tonight a bottle that I don't even want to open on the podcast. Or tell, the, tell the listeners <laughs> what you brought around. It's a bottle of Green King IPA. Yeah. And we're at, I brought that round. We spoke about drinking IPA, yeah. Um, because when I first, I mean, I think you know, I've mentioned before, I got into beer when I went to America and uh, met uh, a chap who, you know, sort of said, "Oh, try try this beer," and it was unlike anything I tried before. And he said it's called IPA. So I thought, oh, great. I like IPA. When I get home, I'll drink IPA. Yeah. And so I got home and I went to a pub. And there's some drinking IPA. 
and I ordered the Green King IPA, and guess what? It's nothing <laughs> like that American stuff I had. So, so we need to try this Green King IPA, Miles. So, so <laughs> and just to make that that contrast as clear as possible, the IPAs you were drinking in America, mm. you were where were you at the time? Uh, Boston. Boston. I, yeah. So, and and. The IP you were drinking, the one you spoke to me about was the, the Jaya Lai, wasn't it? That was that's a um, a Tampa um, base. Sorry, yeah. um, so I had that. I think I had that afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that was something in in Tampa. But in um, I, I, I couldn't tell you what the you know if you don't if you don't know anything about these things and someone just says I have this thing you know if if Miles I don't know if you're into coffee or anything like that but yeah. you know if somebody said oh this is an Ethiopian this that and the other. You just go, right, coffee, um, supposed to be good, I'll try it. You wouldn't necessarily take any kind of, you know, it wouldn't stick with you, what what it is you've had. So in a way, I would love to know what it was, that first beer that, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh-huh. that's that's forever gone. Yeah. <laughs> See if you had untapped. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everyone should be given untapped yeah. beer. <laughs> I needed it to see but you know but yeah I was just told it's an IPA they're huge here um, you need, you know try it see what you think and I thought that's really nice totally unlike any other beer I had so then I thought ah I keep going for these ales I need to get IPA that's what I need and then and then I got this thing so let's try it should we, should we try this thing yeah this obviously the thing is they've even rebranded it it's quite snazzy. So this is what were you saying about ABV? AB, when you see an ABV of below what? Below uh, four, I think I said. Did I say below five? Possibly. Well, this is. I mean, I hope you're not driving all day because this is three point six percent. Three point six. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, ten percent beer. Do you know I, I've got faith? Maybe drinking. Nah, but. I want it to be nice, you know. I want it to be. I'm just going to make sure more goes into your glass than mine. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know this beer quite well, I think. Because <laughs> you said to me earlier that, you know, I don't, oh, don't want to give, give the game away here, but the you said to me that you don't, you don't like it very much. This beer is the obviously Green King have their own pubs. Yeah. And there are certain pubs up and down the country where you go in and they have the same beer and it's all pretty underwhelming. We have a pub that John and I regularly go to. Um friends of ours live very close and it's you know, it, it's almost our local. It's mm. it's the one we yeah. one we, we meet people in and that's a Green King pub and I've spent the whole night trying to find something to drink. Basically, yeah. that's... And yeah, well, do, do, you, do you typically go for the Green King IPA? Is that the... No, I, I try everything but... Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just stop you. Mm-hmm. Just open the bottle. Yeah. Ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think? I'll be honest with you, there wasn't much of a... No, there wasn't. Was was no, there wasn't. There wasn't. And, and that makes me think there's not much life there. Is that what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Okay. Immediately. Eyes. Eyes next. Oh, sorry, yes. Eyes. Um, actually, you know, in terms of colour. Not bad. It looks like a beer. 
Does it look like a beer? What? Not much of a head. No, no. Well, that was because there was no. True. True. Um, light copper. Copper. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very, light. It's very light. clear. It is clear. Very, very. It's very clear. Very it's clear. lighter than um the warhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm liking comparing yeah. this to the warhead. Yeah. <laughs> Nose? That next? Oh. <laughs> it's all malt, isn't it? Well, so it's not even all malt. There's, there's no hops. I'm getting nostril hair. There's no hops <laughs> at all. No, it's malt, isn't it? It's malt. It's pure toffee. Yeah, you get, you get you no... You do, it, it, I think if you were to sort of say... You know, if you could draw where that um, smell is in this glass, it's not actually even. You know, you would imagine if you've got a glass, is it and if book? you could, you could draw. You, you'd think that you know, like the the warhead we just had. I could smell that oh, yeah. from you know, let's you, say a foot you'd, away. You'd be drawing a mushroom cloud at the top. Exactly. Of the glass, yeah. Exactly. Well, this is below the waterline. It's below the waterline. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a needle. <laughs> It's smelling the aroma of my nostril hairs. That's how it's doing. How about smelling it? <laughs> so, yeah. That's not great. I will, I will say, Green King IPA, it's worth reading the bottle. Just just so you've got tasting notes. For when you taste it, you know what you... What am I going to get, Miles? In my way. Well, this isn't just a beer. Our brewing heritage, that, that means it's been brewing for a long time, dates back to 1799. The roots set down by Benjamin Green Frederick King are embedded in the way we make our beer at our Westgate Brewery today. We still hand select the ingredients that make our IPA a prize winning beer. I will say that they don't actually tell you what they've won, what the prize is. Oh, there is some uh, some tasting notes in the neck of the bottle. Really? Aroma, generally, with um, tasting notes, you get the sorts of things you would expect to be able to pick out. Yeah. You know, like specifics, like Try this. Can you smell that? So what I think it's probably worthwhile doing is that I'll run through these things and you tell me if you can pick them out. Yep. So first of all, we'll go with aroma before yep. before you have a taste. So aroma, get your nose in there. Are you detecting fresh, clean, hoppy? <laughs> they're they're the, uh, the, aro- the aroma. The aroma. Fresh, nose. clean, hoppy? Yeah. Uh, it's hops I'm after there then. I'm not getting well, hops. Fre- fresh and clean on things, are they? Well, no. So fresh, clean hops? Is that what they're after? It just smells of... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting that. I'm yeah. Honest. Taste. Yeah. Go on. Fuck in. Is it dry and crisp with a refreshing finish? Is it dry? We'll start with the first word. Is it okay. dry? Yeah, I think it's dry. I'm going to give him a bit of dryness. It's not that dry, but it's... It's... Yeah. A bit. No? No again dry? Well, it's not crisp. Yeah, it's a bit, Certainly not, it's, not accepting crisp. Is it, is it I'll take it dry. The carbonation's awful on that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's what? horrendous. It's just, do, do you know what it is? Uh-huh. Rubbish. It's just nothing. That's what it is. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. There's there's no there's no nuance to it, is there? There's nothing, you know. I, 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 I don't want to sit I, here. I, I feel like that is carbonated mob water. Yeah. It is. I mean... And, the blandest of malts. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely, if you drink, I sort of don't want to sit here and and sort of say 
this is crap because it's better than anything I could do. You know, so I already accept that. Don't belittle yourself like that. Oh, you've tried nine miles. At least this isn't <laughs> dirty, unhygienic, <laughs> you know. But it kind of, it, it feels, tastes of nothing, you know, actually. For me, he's got like no, um, and, and, and then it, it, you know, you would drink that to get drunk, I think. And with, you'd without be struggling though, three points, yeah, you'd have to have a few bottles. But I don't know. I'm not bothered by it at all. No, no. And, I, and it's funny that somebody, I don't know, if, would people drink that for enjoyment? I don't know. They just drink it to get drunk, don't they? That, that's the only reason you think. But actually, I, I happen to know that this, this IPA used to be, well, it used to be a lot better. When it was first produced, there was a lot more, I think I think the um, ABV was higher. Um, and there was a lot more when the ingredients are and obviously over time they produced it, reduced it, reduced it, reduced it. It's like it's all wash over here now. But think about Anti Warhead. Every minute for an hour and forty minutes, yeah. they're adding hops to that. During any minute <laughs> have they added any hops yeah. at any stage? It's like it's an, it, it's a real contrast between uh, mass produced beer and I mean that uh, Warhead's a real labour of love. Yeah. Because I don't think commercially it makes much sense to if you top up the time involved in producing a beer like Warhead. Breweries aren't going to make themselves rich. Yeah. By producing by putting that much into a beer. Yeah. The amount of hops are going to that. The grains are going to that. It's massive, and, and that beer is produced simply because they love that beer, yeah. and they want to do something like that. Yeah, this is a complete opposite. This is beer produced with the minimal amount of effort. The the difference is massive. The di- you know the difference mm-hmm. between the two is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I'm glad I brought this round. I'm glad I brought it round today because we've gone. We've we've had a, a deep contrast there. Oh, massive. Going from, as you say, the Warhead was just an unbelievable beer. I think yeah. it was top quality, um, and like you say, you, the amount of effort that's involved in that beer versus this one and the, the flavour difference. Actually, I quite, I'm glad we've done this. I'm yeah. glad we've gone from you know this is probably the weakest. Well, it's the weakest IPA we've reviewed. Certainly, mm-hmm. so, that's the, not the strongest actually. One of the strongest we've reviewed. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting point. Yeah. What do you think of that compared to the other one? Uh, it's less, it's got, it's less explosive than mm-hmm. the unhuman, in mm-hmm. my view. The human cannonball, which was, I think, about nine, about nine percent. Yeah. I sort of, I, I, I think I said to you at the time, I wasn't a big fan of the human cannonball. So mm-hmm. uh, preferred that. But then, was it more explosive than the human? I don't think it was. The human was 9%. This is 10%. If you were to just, you know, blind, te- uh, blind taste test. Yeah. If you were to blind taste test, I would say that is a weak beer. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's it's the method. It, yeah. the, it brings out a more nuanced use of the hops. Yeah. The putting the hops in every minute. I, I really do. I love the, the, the depth of and the range of the flavours that that brings out of the hops. Yeah. You got you you have to I mean, you have to respect the work that goes into it. Oh that. yeah. Um but but also I suppose that you know there's always the um the point of 
Do you remember we, when we had um, the Mosaic? Yeah, the Almasteed. The Almasteed, yeah. And I was trying to, I, th- I think that in a way sort of, you know, explains what it was I was thinking about that kind of very, and that very pure flavour. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for the Almasteed beer, the um, Mosaic, did they, how, how do they get the, um, do they just put it all in at once? The, um, the oh, hops no, how, no, 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 no. How's that there, there, there'll, be, there'll be a range of hops go in. There'll be bittering hops go on early early on in the in the in the, in the boil, and also the aroma hops towards the end, and heavily dry hops. Right. And they won't all. It's not all mosaic hops. There's a range of hops go in there. Right. But it's designed to to produce the most out of the mosaic hop. Right. So it's kind of getting all the other factors in place to best support that. You know. Interestingly. That's something I was meant to mention earlier on. Armisty have their third birthday open day on the 12th of August, and they are canning their West Coast IPA, which will be amazing. Right. Are we going? 12th of August. You go? I'm going. I'll go. Right. Okay. Yeah. I will go. Was it, was it one of. We went before a couple of years ago. Yes. Well, was, that, was, that, it, was yeah. that one of these things? That was. Was that, was that not just last year? Was that the year before? I feel like it might have been the year before. I don't know. I've lost. I've, no, I've lost count. It was the year before. It was the year before. Was it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Right. That's cool. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to finish this. No, me neither. Good. <laughs> I mean, it's been, it's been interesting to try the two contrasts. Mm-hmm. But um, first beer, we're not finished it, Miles. Yeah, that doesn't. But is it? But, you know, sometimes, and this, you know, I'm not interested in drinking for drinking's sake. Yeah, you know, so I think I agree. Like, so. I, I want the flavour. That's what I'm after. Um, this doesn't have it for me, so um, yeah, I have to pour it down the sink. So next time, I think we're going in a slightly different direction. Let me think about what we're going to do next. Time. Well, do, do you know what I think? Um, I don't know if you agree. I need to try saison. Yes, I have. Been, I have discussions been. about saison and things that I need to try saison. Yeah. Other beers I have not tried include. Other terms, you don't know. Um, I think we had a sour not long ago. Um, oh. I hear from a very good source that there's a very good sour beer by Wylam um, recently. Wylam is a market that, I'll be honest with you, the last, the last sort of six months, all of a sudden, everything they produce is brilliant. So there's loads to explore there. I think, I mean, you know, I'm a big Jakehead fan. But yeah. I love Swipe Right as well. Um, they've got another, they've got a, a, a double IPA out. The Hamfisters. Hamfisters. Yeah. We were trying to remember the name of the other one, the yeah. other IPA they've got, which is something to do with Slack Jaw. Jaw, yeah. yeah. We need, we need a Wylan, we need a Wylan night. We yeah. need to, we need to try some um, of those new beers, you know, so I think we should be looking at that. Well, that was interesting. I have to say, it's good to contrast the quality and to reference just how far beers evolved. I know Green King's hardly be, be beer of choice, but uh, it was it was good to get that reference point. But uh, anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Sip and Forecast. I'm at Miles Lambert, and he's at Treeball3232. And if any of you do have any longer questions, like Ronnie, you can email us at anysipandforecast at yahoo.co.uk. 
But until next time, cheers. Thank you.